You're listening to The Shine Podcast. Whether it's business or personal growth, we believe in shining bright, encouraging women through conversations, tips, tricks, and resources along the way. Keep shining with host Shauna Starr, business owner, photographer, pink hair enthusiast. When she's not working, you can find her at the gym, the beach, or with her little dog, Murphy. Hope you're ready to smile, sparkle, and shine. Today, Jessie Ritter is on the show with me, and I'm so thrilled to have her here. So she's based both in Nashville and here, of course, in the Panhandle of Florida, and she's a country singer and songwriter who continues to make some huge moves in this industry, and also tours heavily in the Midwest and this Gulf Coast region. She's also here to chat about balancing a family alongside of a business. So welcome, Jessie. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be speaking with you today. Oh, me too. And before we hit record, we were saying how we hadn't met, but we wanted to. But I did creep on you a couple times. So I already had kind of met you, (laughs) took some photos of you, and you were absolutely lovely. Absolutely lovely. Thank you. Thank you. I am always happy to hear when people have been at shows. That is like makes my day more than anything else. <laughs> well, as soon as I was telling a couple people, they're like, well, who's going to be on? And I told them your name. They, of course, immediately knew and completely famous around here. I love it. So, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you for those who don't know who you are. Yeah. So, I mean, you said that and it blows my mind because I only moved to the coast four years ago now. And like, my life has completely changed in the last four years, much of it due to being here. And I never like imagined I would end up here. So Mm. I grew up on a farm in Missouri um, and was surrounded by country music uh, and family my whole life. It has kind of always been the core of who I am. Um, And then when it was, when I was 18 years old, it was time to go to college and I found an awesome music school in Nashville, Tennessee, and I got to live in Music City for the first time and kind of learn what the music business is and all the different ways you can be a full-time musician. And that kind of launched my adventure from that point. I worked on a cruise ship after college for a few years. And then I met the man who is now my husband who grew up on the coast. And I uh, came down here to spend a little more time with him. Started singing in a house band late nights at a dance club in Destin. And eventually found a way to play mostly my music. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, the winding road that has finally led to actually playing original Jesse Ritter songs, country shows, um, and, and building half of my life here on the coast, which I, like I said, I never thought I'd be a beach girl, but I love it so much. And it is exactly where I'm meant to be. Oh, I absolutely love that. And I feel like not that you can't have country music anywhere, but it's so prevalent here, especially on the beach. Like it's such a perfect atmosphere for it. Um, that's my opinion anyway, but (laughs) yeah. And it's amazing. I mean, you've got artists like Kenny Chesney has Mm. a huge presence down here. I mean, half of his brand is based around the Florabama. Jake Owen is on stage barefoot all the time. Brian Kelly of Florida Georgia line has a, um, a store and a house on 30A and he just put out a beach EP. Like country music is definitely embracing this culture for sure. Yes. I love that. So quick before let's go. So when you were 18, you, did you already know you wanted in this industry then? Cause you said, as soon as you went to college, you dove into that business. So I, I 
was very cautious um, at that point in my life still. And I didn't really believe in myself yet, which Mm -hmm. was very hard. And I don't think I believed in myself. I mean, really until after I graduated college and was doing it, it kind of took me proving to myself I could do it before I believed I could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I kind of always had this plan B in the back of my mind. Everyone in my family is physicians. My sister is in medical school right now. And so everyone just kind of assumes, oh, she's a Ritter. She's going to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. All the Ritters are doctors. And my mom always said like, okay, you can get an undergrad in whatever you want. But if you take a few science classes, you can still go to med school. And like, now I realize how unrealistic that would have been for me. I never would have made it through med school, what my sister (laughs) is doing now. Um, But it was kind of always like, you can change your mind if you need to. You can change your mind if you need to. Mm -hmm. And even at the end of college, I took the LSAT and I took a ton of entertainment law classes, um, which was great because I use that stuff in my uh, own artist career every day. Mm -hmm. But now I can never see myself being a lawyer after having done music full time for the last five years. But I, I kind of always thought, well, I need a plan B. And eventually at some point, I realized, no, this is, this can be my life Mm -hmm. and music can be my full time, even if it doesn't look exactly like you thought it would. And there are many different pieces, um, but there's not really a plan B anymore. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I'm so proud of you for that. And not that they were pushing you negatively, but just seeing family take a different path and you know what your heart is meant to do. It takes a lot of courage. So I'm so proud of you for doing that because especially in the creative world, like you said, You don't know what that life's going to necessarily look like full time. You don't know what it's going to look like. And my family is always very supportive, but Mm -hmm. I don't think they could even wrap their mind around what are you going? How do you do this? I mean, it's, it is a very mysterious. I mean, it's still mysterious. And I love when I get to talk with people who are very open um, about how they make things happen. Mm -hmm. And I know you've had Casey Carney on your podcast before and meeting her was such a gift because she is a female musician who lives here, who has a family, who is kind and open and wasn't scared to like, I don't know, give up secrets almost. Mm -hmm. People are so stingy with how they got the gig sometimes, how they found their manager. It's like, no, it's your uncle's best friend from college. That's how you found yes, the manager. Yeah. And there's no shame in saying that and 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 uh, like letting other people know that that is the truth because, I don't know, it, it is. So it's it's been awesome to have friends who are open with their journey mm-hmm. so you can kind of, I don't know, imagine your own journey along the way. Absolutely. And I love that. And she's incredible, like you said. And what I love is, especially in the creative world, if you meet those people there's more than enough room for all of us because we all have different niches and we all want different things anyway. So I think it's incredible that there's people that are willing to give those secrets because even when you give them, most people aren't going to take them and run with them. Um, So it's always good to be encouraging. So I love that she was able to do that for you as well. Yeah. And nobody's path is going to look exactly like yours. Even if you say, I called this guy and Mm -hmm. I did this to get this gig at this venue. Well, you already had that gig. No one's going to take it from you. Um, and, and I love what you said, like no one, no one, uh, no one is exactly like you. Mm -hmm. And I think it took me a long time to kind of ingrain that because especially living in Nashville, a lot of the time, there are so many 
blonde girls who graduated from Belmont <laughs> who write country songs and, you know, grew up listening to Taylor Swift. Like, I am not one in a million, and I know that. But there came a day when I realized nobody tells my story like I will. Mm -hmm. And if I stop trying to look like all these other girls and be the next Taylor Swift, because nobody needs another Taylor Swift. If I just find out what Jesse can say, Mm -hmm. that is just my story, then there is a place for me. There's not a place for a copy of somebody else. And I think getting out of Nashville a little bit, really helped me with that because I was able to kind of see myself as an individual again and not as just another girl in Music City, like scratching for, I don't know, crumbs, whatever could come my way. That's that's wonderful. And you're absolutely right because your voice and your story matters and it's going to hit and impact people the way that it should is yours. Um, so I love that. Yes. And I know that you said you're not one in a million, but you are because every time that I see your name or hear about you, it's the most wonderful, motivating things that I've heard. So even behind your back, it's all amazing things that I've heard about you and who you are. Yes. Yes. So I know we kind of touched on your story a little bit, but tell us then how you got started in a little more detail. Yeah. So I, I've been writing songs forever. I mean, I grew up on a farm and I used to walk around the cow field and like pretend that the cows were my audience. I love that. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like I'm making it up, but I'm actually not. And I would just sing anything that came to mind. I plagiarized half the songs on country radio and wrote my own verses to them and, and just tried to figure out what songwriting was like at a very young age. And I think I got my first guitar when I was eight Mm. and didn't know how to play, but just strummed and made noise and sang about my life, 10 minute emotional ballads from the eight year old. And somewhere along the way, it turned into something kind of coherent that could make sense. Mm. Um, I remember, you know, in, in high school, everybody wants to go to the basketball games. And I was like begging friends to come down to the coffee shop where they had open mic with me and like always kind of in this different artistic sphere, Mm. um, searching for original music, searching for performers and searching for places to share my music. And in my little Missouri town, you know, we'd have like Miranda Lambert and Dirks Bentley come play at the college like once a year but we didn't have a lot of like small concerts that came through. Mm-hmm. Um, so like this open mic coffee shop was the kind of center of artistry in our little <laughs> town on the, the college students sharing their weird poetry, but I just loved it. And I wanted to be around people who were creative. So mm-hmm. that was really a nurturing place for me. And I did like the musicals in high school and kind of any, um, avenue I could find to be on stage and get a little more practice. And eventually, uh, when I got my license, when I was 16, I started traveling to wineries and playing my songs and my favorite cover songs and figuring out kind of what it meant to be an entertainer. And thank God for the gracious people who hired me at 16 when I (laughs) played songs that nobody knew and, like 
waited for 30 seconds between everything I played. Like, I had no idea what I was doing yet. I did not have a cohesive show. But they must have seen something in me and gave me the opportunity to practice, which was just amazing. So I am, like, forever thankful for them. If I ever win a Grammy, they are the first people I'm thanking. (laughs) The people who gave me a chance when I was a teenager and did not know what I was doing yet. But that takes so much courage, too, to be able... First of all, just to reach out to people when you're that age and to see that vision, that's huge. Um, And then to follow through with that, that's an incredible thing. Thank you. mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I'll never forget. I played one venue. It was like the second time I was playing there and I was setting up and I don't know, I was supposed to start at two or something. And it was 201, literally. (laughs) And the venue owner came over. He was like, you are supposed to be singing already. If you ever start late again, you will never be asked oh, back here. Okay. It was like, oh my gosh. And like terrified me, but it made me never start late again. Mm-hmm. Like I really try. And most people, most venues will never, ever care if you start five minutes late. Oh my gosh, you're getting set up. You're saying hi to their guests. Right. But it was a moment of terror that made me realize, okay, this is a real job. You have been hired and you need to be as professional as anyone else. Music is, I mean, it's not heart surgery, but you are still a professional and need to act like one. Mm. And uh, that moment of terror has stuck with me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry it came about that way, but that's a wonderful thing to get from it then. But I do have to say the cow part, <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota, so I didn't sing to the cows, but I was around plenty in Cowtown. So I totally understand that part too. Um, they make a great audience. Yes, yes. Very uh, so, attentive. so now kind of dive into not only what keeps you motivated, because that's only part of it, but also discipline this, disciplined to continue with family and building that family. Yeah, so definitely I found that being a musician is kind of like building your own small business mm. and you have to be very self-motivated to keep things going because honestly, I could wake up and do whatever I want Mm. in a day. I don't, there's no one telling me you have to respond to these emails or you have to book gigs for, or start looking for Christmas corporate events to play in July. But you do, that's when you are starting to book those shows and you really have to plan ahead. Mm. And it does take a lot of self motivation. Um, I am very type A and I need a lot of planning. I really appreciate a good schedule. So it took me a long time to be okay with a lot of the uncertainty that comes along with having music as a career path, Mm -hmm. but also it gave me, um, kind of a lot of energy to kind of lessen and mitigate that uncertainty. Mm -hmm. So I, it comes naturally to me to like get up and, and work really hard. And my husband has to be like, can we please take a day off? It's Wednesday and it's beautiful <laughs> and the sun's out and the beach is right here. We need to go. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. But I definitely try to um, stay on top of things as much as possible. And it's easy when it's something you love. Like mm-hmm. I am so excited about the next show and I'm excited about talking to people. Um, I... I'm excited about, you know, planning new music and videos and, um, you know, having even Zoom rights with people in my backyard is so fun. And 
and having all these different kind of pieces of the puzzle come together is, I mean, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing. (laughs) I love that. So when I first moved here and I was just starting my photography business over, over, somebody told me it was some business manager in Baytown. And he said, if you want to work around here, there's enough work for everybody. Because as you know, being on the beach, people don't tend to follow through. Um, And so just hearing you talk about how passionate you are about it, I know that how amazing you're doing because you want to be there and you want to be doing it and you want to be growing. And so I can just see that because I've seen you all over the place and your name all over. And I just love that. I love that, how you're building your business. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe like in four years, I I moved here four years ago and, and I couldn't work anywhere. I mean, nobody would get back to me. Nobody Mm. knew who I was. No one had heard my name yet. And it took me about nine months of constantly knocking on doors and going to venues. We would just go drive the whole beach and stop in at every bar and ask to meet the manager. And we did that for months, just making these days of venue hopping, trying to let people know I'm here and I'm serious. And once I got hired at a few venues, then people started knowing, Oh, this is Jesse. She mm-hmm. does a good show. You should hire her. And now, I mean, I'm at a point where the venues call me mm-hmm. and I am not begging anymore. And I'm like amazed at this turnaround because I haven't been here that long. I didn't right. grow up here, but you're right. If you want to work, there is enough work. There is a hundred places up and down the coast that need entertainment and mm-hmm. tourists in the summer and if you, there is, there is plenty of room for us. And I love that this area is so encouraging of arts and culture and entertainment, Mm -hmm. um, from the like four hour gig on the beach, uh, where you're kind of background music to all the songwriter festivals they have down here. Um, kind of both ends of the spectrum of formality of shows, but there is so much art and they bring big artists in too. And I mean, it's just such a a rich area. I feel very happy to be here. I say Mm -hmm. this is where Nashville comes for vacation. There's always a songwriter in town. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And I love that little tidbit about you going up and down the coast with your husband, knocking on every door, because a lot of creatives, no matter what business they're in, they don't always understand that hard work. They just want the people calling them. And so to hear somebody as big as you to be doing that hard work first so that now the people are calling you, that's huge. Because I don't think people understand the dirty, the hard work that you do before that. So that's that's a huge thing to understand for people. But Yeah, it takes time to get integrated in any community. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean... Honestly, hard work. I mean, we, we bar hop. (laughs) Well, it's still the tough conversations and putting yourself out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. But yeah, getting a drink once in a while too, to help probably does (laughs) encourage that. So I know one of the questions I really wanted to talk to you about is even with life's changes, and I know you have, you know, a new life change about to happen again, uh, and keeping your passion going. So talk about kind of being multi-passionate and also going through those things with juggling and balancing life. Yeah. So I think one of, one of the things that makes this area awesome is there is so much work, but also there is so much work and it is really hard for me to say no. Mm -hmm. And so for a while I was playing six days a week 
And I mean, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I was out, I was meeting people every night, playing more music than I'd ever played, sharing my songs. But I realized I am never home to make dinner for my husband Mm -hmm. if I do that. And, uh, we are now expecting our first son. He should be born any day now. Um, we are very, very, very close. And I am well aware that I cannot, you know, leave the house for 10 hours every day Mm -hmm. when I have a brand new baby. And so I have had to really, um, kind of evaluate what that looks like and how many shows can you play? How much can you work where your work is still quality? Mm. Because no matter how much you love doing something, if you're completely exhausted, it feels like work. And Mm. for me, six days a week, my voice is tired. I'm exhausted. I've been driving every day. I am like on a people overload and my show suffers because of it. But if I play three days a week, I am so excited Mm. to be at every show and I'm not sick of the songs and it's just a much better product overall. And I think that's like worth playing a little less and giving people um, a better version of myself along the way. Uh, I think 2020 has been terrifying, but also awesome because I started a little business recording vocals, um, from my backyard in my little studio I built. So now instead of going out and working every day at night, I can wake up at 9am and be in the studio and sing and complete a project for a client by two o'clock in the afternoon and have an evening to give to my family and kind of finding ways to have my business still be music, but not be out every night Mm -hmm. has been very, Um, it's just been very healthy overall. Mm -hmm. And I think we can get very carried away and we don't want to say no. And how could you ever turn down a show? Because at some point you were begging for shows, but it, there is a lot of value in kind of finding a balance. And especially as a songwriter, I've had to tell myself, like, if I don't live the life I want to write about, I'm not going to write songs that I like Mm -hmm. and enjoy and want to share with people. I think as a creative, you have a lot of responsibility about what you put in the world. Even on a small scale, you you are putting art into the world and art influences culture. And I think there is a great responsibility to what you say. Um, so if I'm not living the kind of life I want to share with people, I'm not going to be sharing the kind of art that I think influences culture in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, so giving to my family is just as important as giving to my art. And as we add this new baby, I know it's going to change and it's going to look a little different and we'll figure out this new phase. And I don't, I hate to say new normal. That is like <laughs> tinge now, but, but what our new normal will look like and what touring will look like with this extra person. Um, but kind of knowing that they are the priority and music always has to be second to them, Mm. even though it is a huge priority in my life. And I think that just goes along with seasons. You know, when you said you're not maybe hustling quite as much as far as taking every single gig that comes your way, but I think that's, I'm going to say the word luxury, and I don't know if that's the correct word, but it's almost the luxury that you have from hustling for so long. You hustle, and then you get that freedom that you can put your family first, and that's part of being a creative, too. Like, 
the reason you do that, the reason you work 80 hours a week for a while is so that you can work less in another season when you need to. Um, and that's just, yeah. I think that's a beautiful thing that we get to do that as creatives. And maybe chase things, um, where you're not quite as busy, but the things you are doing hold mm. more value. Absolutely. And people ask me a lot, like, what does the daily life of a musician look like? There is no normal. <laughs> there is no day. Like I don't wake up and pray for an hour and then have coffee and then do yoga for an hour and then write a song for three hours and then go play a show and <laughs> come home and make dinner. Like day, the day is not balanced, but I try to find balance in like a season mm -hmm. as a whole. So in a three month period, how much time am I spending in Nashville? How much time are we on tour? How much time am I at the beach splitting that between playing here and just being with my family here? And when I look at these three months and kind of split those weeks, is everything getting the attention it deserves? Maybe not in a day. I mean, my husband and I try not to be apart for more than 10 days at a time, mm -hmm. but I will often go to Nashville and, and leave. And I am absent for a week or so, but my attention is so focused on, um, what, what it's meant to be focused on that week. But in the whole, everyone gets the attention they deserve. And I try to kind of keep this, this balance, um, of, of seasons overall. I, I love how you stated that. Cause it's, you're right. There's not going to be a balance in a day. Something's your attention has to be given. Um, but if you look at it as a whole, then that's a much probably more healthy way to consider your balanced life. I, I really love that. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was reading a book by one of my, my favorite authors, Matthew Kelly. And he's like, sometimes you will work for 14 hours a day, every day for two weeks on a project you're super passionate about. And sometimes you will take a month off and go to the beach with your family and not check your computer. Yep. Like that's amazing. That is like overall balance in life. There is, there is an ebb and flow of what that looks like. And we do try to do that. We try to take about a month every year in our camper van and go travel. And I write some of the best songs when we are on those adventures and it kind of fuels my work yes. for the next year when I've taken this break and lived something worth sharing. That's incredible. I love that you guys are able to do that because I didn't realize y'all were maybe apart for at least 10 days. So to yeah. have some time together, that's so important. Yeah. And I, I never kind of knew what that would look like mm -hmm. on tour and kind of splitting my time between Nashville and here, but we have found a balance that works for us. Like if I go to Nashville every month, maybe my husband will come with me every other month mm -hmm. and try to, um, spend time together. But also like he didn't grow up expecting to be on tour all the time. That wasn't really right. the, the life he bargained for. So to give him some normalcy along with following me around and helping me with everything, <laughs> um, kind of, gives us both a, a balance we're comfortable with. Right. Now, let's kind of shift into, I know you said you have some new music that recently came out and is also yes. coming out soon. So talk about the fun details on that. Yes. Yeah, so I am so, so, so excited. I wrote some of my favorite songs ever this last year. And August of 2020, I spent uh, about three weeks in Nashville and made a whole record. And 
thank the Lord. One of the benefits of COVID is that no one was on tour mm. and we got the best musicians in town to play on this record who in any other year may not have been available mm-hmm. for a Jesse Ritter project. <laughs> it was just amazing. It was a total dream day in studio working with them and bringing this record to life. Um, everything I could have wanted and being in creative control of the project was awesome. And again, was kind of one of those steps of confidence. Like I never knew I could orchestrate this until we did it Mm -hmm. this way. And it just came together beautifully. So the first single from that project came out in November, it's called home and it has a very, very special music video that goes along with it. Um, that is actually getting a lot of play on TV. It's been on CMT. I think it's about to go number one on the country network. Um, they played it on CMT Australia and I toured over there for a little while. So that's been really cool to see some of those people, um, kind of getting to reconnect with my music and, uh, it's, it's been awesome, but that video is extremely personal. It's about my farm. I grew up on in Missouri and, kind of why we had to leave and all the emotions that kind of go along with visiting this place that holds all your memories, but for one reason or another, doesn't belong to you anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most of our parents probably don't live in the same house their entire life. And we have a place that, that does hold our memories that we don't really have access to. And it feels weird that someone else could claim it as their own. Mm-hmm. Um, So home is like super special. And then the second single from the project just came out in April and it is called the sand and the sea. And it is totally inspired by, um, living here on the Emerald coast. And I just love it. The first line is this water is going to heal me, take my worries Mm. and set them free. And I think there is such a healing power to being down here by the sunshine and the water and just the like relaxed atmosphere that, you know, takes you away from feeling like you need, need to hustle 24 seven. Um, so I was really, really happy just to have a fun song that kind of pays homage to this place that has influenced my life so much the last few years. You, and Oh, that's incredible. Sorry. Keep going. I'm just no, so excited. And I'm just going to say, and I've got a new handful of songs coming soon that are all based around this kind of dichotomy of finding adventure and, um, pursuing your dreams and also clinging to your family and your home and the things that are important and kind of the pull between those two and how they can coexist. So I cannot wait to keep sharing songs from this project. That's I'm just sitting here smiling and in awe um, because it just completely spoke to my heart. I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people about how this place is healing. There's something about this place that just heals. And it, so as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, yes, I got chills. That was perfect. So, yeah. Thank uh, you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I, I figured I wasn't the only one who felt that way. No, absolutely. I think every single person I've talked to, they just said there's something healing about it here. So, um, so thank you for sharing that. I'm so excited. And you said, when are they, when are the new ones kind of coming out? 
I'm not 100% sure. Um, I'm very excited right now because I'm talking with some new management teams and possibly some radio promotions. So we're kind of holding on to mm -hmm. new music and trying to come up with a plan together. But, I mean, there will be a new single probably towards the end of the summer and over the holiday season again. And, and hopefully within the year I'll share the whole album. But um, we, I definitely how do I say this? I want to make it count. Yes. Like I, I, I don't want to just keep putting music out in the world uh, quickly just because I'm excited. I definitely want to put it out in a way that we can reach the most people because I think these songs really deserve to be heard and mm -hmm. deserve as much attention as they can get. Oh, but I love they it. are coming. Yes. Coming. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of through this whole journey and everything that you've talked about here and just how life has probably shifted so much what you thought. How has it changed kind of your self-perception um, as a woman and how you can accomplish or what you're capable of? Oh, man. Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things is being okay with the unknown mm. and trusting yourself to, um, to make things happen. And a, a big piece was kind of realizing that no one – can tell my story the way I can. Mm -hmm. Like I actually am unique and my brand of unique is worth sharing. I, I am not the loudest person in the room. I'm never like in the sparkles. I am, I don't know. I, I, I'm not like the rodeo cow girl. I'm not like the most country girl there is. And I thought there wasn't a place for me. And then when I kind of became more okay with the things I like are okay to like, like I'm passionate about running and I'm passionate about camping and I'm passionate about hiking and, and, uh, you know, taking these trips in our, our little van. And it's like, Oh, there are people who think that's interesting too, even if it's not the most flashy thing. And that gave me a lot of confidence to share just simply who I am. And it gave my song so much more value to be okay with singing about the things that are important to me. Um, even if they might not match exactly what's on country radio, like I'm never going to sing the, he did me wrong and I'm going to kill him song. Like, good. Thank I you. Just, That's good. <laughs> just, and there's a place for those. And there are amazing women who will sing that, yes, but it's yeah. just, and so much not my personality and, and finding that there are people who can connect with the things I connect with has been really, really awesome. Mm -hmm. And just time. I think the more, the more shows you play, the more comfortable you are playing shows, the more venues you talk to, the more comfortable you are booking shows. And there is no greater value than experience. And I think that was one of the reasons the cruise ship was so awesome when I worked out there was because, um, I got to sing for four hours a night, six nights a week. And we were just on stage all the time and I'm singing a bunch of different genres of music and encountering new guests every weekend as they, um, came on board. And it gave me so much experience in such a short amount of time and kind of let me figure out what my voice should be along, along the way, mm -hmm. um, kind of singing all these other people's songs gave me a little time to figure out what I wanted to say when, when it got to be a Jesse Ritter show. What an incredible experience just for that. Like that is a huge thing that you were able yeah. to do that. 
it was one of the hardest periods of my life mm -hmm. and also one of the greatest adventures of my life. I am so, so, so glad I took that leap. It was so challenging, but it was really, really, really good for me. Mm -hmm. Challenging because, I mean, we had to learn 400 songs in two weeks before oh. we went on board. Like oh I had never... That, and, and I'd never listened to disco music. Like, I wasn't even familiar with these songs. And now I'm supposed to be on stage uh, pretending to be, like, Aretha Franklin and the Pointer <laughs> Sisters. And uh, I just, there was a huge learning curve for me at the beginning because we played everything except country music. Um, but then also just emotionally to kind of really be out on my own for the first time in a different environment and um, around people from all different cultures and uh, just not having cell phone service, not being able to call your family at all. It was totally putting me out of my comfort zone, mm -hmm. which was hard, but also really, really good because it made me realize, okay, I can do this and I can survive and, and find out who I am even more in a different environment. Mm -hmm. Those, those experiences, I don't have that experience or anything near, of course, but I think some of those challenging ones, like you said, are sometimes the ones where you look back and you grow so much and you don't realize the growth through those difficult times until you're past them. And um, it, it's such an incredible experience to hear about. I love it. So thank you yeah, for sharing that too. If, even if people can study abroad or, mm -hmm. you know, take a month to solo travel or go hiking, I think, I think everyone should have a, a period in their life where they have to do something completely unfamiliar on their own mm. because you learn so much of what you're capable of Absolutely. Um, when you, when you are out of your comfort zone, you're away from everything and everyone that's familiar and you really rely on yourself for the first time and you never know what you're going to discover along the way. Oh, it, I feel like you've just taken pieces of things that I've said and then just reiterated them for real, because <laughs> I have so many conversations with people who you know, growing up in Minnesota, I'm, I'm always encouraging people, like, if you have something, move away for just a couple of years. I think everyone should move away, kind of like you said, at least for a few years. You can go back, um, but you really, you really grow and learn, and your worldview is so expanded when you have that time. Um, yes, I remember you saying that, and I, I was like, yes, she's so right. You you got to get out of your town, at least for a little bit. Yes. If there's anything wrong with a beautiful little hometown, mm -hmm. I... Love that more than anything else, um, but you have to open your eyes that there is there's a bigger world out there, and and your piece is valuable because it is unique and different from anywhere else, mm -hmm. and it makes you appreciate where you came from. Oh, absolutely! More when you have seen other things. Yes, yes, it so does. So kind of trickling into that, but how about any advice for women? Um, maybe in a place where they feel stuck, whether it's with their dreams or passions or just life in general. Do you have any advice for them? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I feel like I'm so unqualified. No, that's <laughs> but I mean, I would say trust yourself because you really, you never know what you're capable of until you do it. And don't be afraid to mess up. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I used to be so terrified that my voice was going to crack or I was going to forget a lyric. And it took a long time to realize it really doesn't matter. Mm. You move past that minuscule second of imperfection and 
overall, everything is fine. Mm. And I think we don't allow ourselves those, I don't know, voice cracks, um, in life, like off, off stage, whether it's saying something silly or asking the wrong question, like, or, you know, I don't know what, what we could mess up, but don't be afraid because nothing like is the end of the world. Mm -hmm. And there is no like shame in doing something new and figuring it out along the way, because I think most people are figuring it out as they go and they just don't admit it. I have no idea what I'm doing half the days. I set up a TikTok account last week. I have no freaking <laughs> clue how to post a video yet, but I am dang it going to figure it out. <laughs> and I mean, nobody knows everything and, and it is okay to kind of fumble for a little mm -hmm. while. Um, but you will be so amazed after six months of fumbling, like what you've learned and what you've accomplished and how you can go from a town where nobody knows who you are to four years later, uh, kind of having the privilege and the gift of being able to do just about anything you want around here. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're so right. And how about maybe advice to those listening to just start the thing? Because I feel like so many, especially women, are so afraid to just start that thing that's on their heart. And do you have any advice for them? I don't know. Just take the leap. I mean, what's the worst that can happen there? My mom always told me, she's like, nothing is a prison, especially when I was applying for colleges. Mm -hmm. I was just like uh, trapped in this uh, fear of decision-making because what if this thing I do like changes the rest of my life? And <laughs> I don't know. Like, she's like, nothing is a prison. Mm -hmm. You can always redirect, but go for it and try it. And I don't think there is any harm in trying something new, especially if it's something you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was terrified to move here um, because I, I did move here because my husband grew up here. I, I moved to the beach for a boy and I was terrified. <laughs> like, what if it doesn't work out? Everyone's going to think I'm an idiot. She uprooted her whole life and got off the ship and left Nashville you know, for this thing that didn't work out. Thank God we are married and it did work out. But even if it hadn't, who cares? Mm -hmm. You took a leap. You spent a year at the beach. You pursued a romance and had a chapter of your life. No matter which way it goes, I think it is very good to take that leap and take a risk. Because if you let fear stop you from taking the risk, you might not end up married in a house on the beach with mm -hmm. a baby on the way, <laughs> you know, because you were too scared of what if it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. You just never know what gifts will come from that oh. leap of faith. Oh, you're so right. And what your mom has said to you is, is the perfect way to say that too. Cause you're not, you're not stuck in any, any decision you make. Um, yeah. Like when I started something new, it's like, all right, I can do this. If I'm not good at it, if I don't like it in five years, who cares? I tried it and now I know I don't like it. And it doesn't mean it failed by any means. It just means you learned what you don't want to do. <laughs> That's it. So, yeah. And everything's just, like we said, there's balance in seasons. Just because you do something for mm. 
five years doesn't mean you need to do it for the next 40. Right. Um, and I think we are past like the point in time where most people will, you know, work at the same job for 40 years and they've been at this company their whole life. I think people have a lot of more freedom now to kind of ebb and flow through seasons of life and family and their dreams and kind of dedicate their passion to just when it is appropriate for that to be your main focus Mm -hmm. and, and it's okay to, to try something new. Absolutely. So what is on the horizon and next for you coming up? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, the biggest thing and most of what I can think about is having a baby. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I just saw some sweet pictures yesterday that you posted. They were beautiful. You look amazing. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So I am super thrilled about this new adventure of motherhood, but also music is always in the forefront. I'm going to be playing on the beach this summer, mostly Pensacola beach, staying pretty close to home with this new little one, Mm -hmm. but we'll be out on tour again in August, going through Tennessee and Missouri. And I think we're going to make a Texas run this fall and, uh, kind of continue to release and, um, promote this new music that I am so excited to share these stories with you guys. Um, so it's, it's good. It's more shows, more music and kind of a continuation of everything I've been building. It's just growing and growing. Yes. Oh, I love, it. I'm excited for these new songs too. Cause like I said, I already had chills about you just speaking about them. So I can't Thank wait. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And tell us how we can find you today. Yeah. So like I said, my name is Jesse Ritter. Uh, the hub of everything is jessieritter.com, J-E-S-S-I-E-R-I-T-T-E-R. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Jesse Ritter. I'm on Instagram, jessie.l.ritter. And apparently now I'm on TikTok. On TikTok, yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. Well, that's wonderful. And I'm so excited for you. And again, I'm so proud of everything that you're doing and really love that you're trying to continue to grow a family and with you and your husband and also not forget that you have other passions as well and I just I adore that about you so thank you thank Mm -hmm. you yeah so y'all definitely come out to a show this summer I'll find you on the beach I will yes I'll actually come up and talk more this time rather than just creep and take photos from behind there so yes sounds good (laughs) (laughs) well thank you so much Jesse I so appreciate your time thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to the shine podcast If you loved today's episode, share it with a friend. For show notes or any notes from past episodes, head to DaVista Photography, that's D-A-V-I-S-T-A photography.com forward slash blog for downloads, codes, and more. And as always, be the light the world needs. Smile, sparkle, and shine.